theme music for the podcast. Uh, we don't actually have any theme music, so someone will probably make one up for us. I don't want to name any. Rachel, I hope it's Rachel that does that for the podcast. Yeah, we're back. We're back in the tiny room. Uh, oh, <laughs> for goddamn! We are the most professional podcast in Dublin, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us again mm-hmm. to listen to our antics. I'm your co-host, Michael. Uh, I have a sore throat today, so I'm going to do less of the heavy lifting than my very—I oh, was going to call you attractive. Ah, fuck mm-hmm. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. My very, that's one. We've got two left. Then my very attractive co-host, Ben. That's uh, fine. I don't mind talking. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. We're, we're back in the tiny room, Ben. Yes, we are. Um. Come here. Yes. Justice League. Yeah. It's coming this week? Awfully soon. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we're not going to do a podcast about it next week, mm. because you know it'll be too soon. Yeah. We might stick a review. We're going to do something uh, podcast or movie related for next week, though. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll have a little, little related topic. Related, but we won't do a review yet. No, there should be no review. Perhaps no, a mini review. A mini review. Perhaps. Um, less spoilers. Mm. Um, interestingly, mm. well, you'd mm. be the judge of that. Interestingly, <laughs> I saw my first real-world uh, Justice League promotional material. Real-world. Yes. Do I need to explain what I mean by real-world? With an actual reference to... No, I mean outside the sphere... Oh, of internet. Yeah, or like the type of people who might own a Hydra mug. Yeah, so you saw some actual advertising in a physical space that does not centre around pop culture. Exactly. Yes. I saw it. Look, Ben. Was it a bus? No, it was a billboard. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was a needlessly fair complicated enough. way to say it. I saw, fair enough. You I saw, saw a poster a on a billboard. <laughs> What'd you see? Mm. It was the Justice Leagues, but they're lit from the bottom. That, that sounds reminiscent of, of something quite uh, iconic in the DC universe. Did, did, did it have the, the look of an oil painting? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Was it, would it be an oil painting? What it do I know about painting? He, he paints in oil. Does he? He does. The person you're referencing is Alex Ross. Yeah. Um, notorious bald man. Notorious bald man. And yeah. spe- bespectacled man. Yeah. Uh, Alex Ross. Classic dweeb. Classic dweeb, but, but exceptionally talented artist. Yes, a very good artist. Yeah. And seems like a nice bloke. He's an all-round nice bloke, but judging from 2017 thus far, I can't have faith in anyone <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Because I've been let down by another bald person that I used to like this this week. Jason Statham? Yeah, Jason Statham. He's been molesting teddy bears. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Louis C.K. Dick. Um, oh, Louis. He's, he's after me he's after getting... Uh, well, some things have come to light, Michael. Not from underneath. They weren't is lit he, beneath. Is you know. he the gentleman who pleasures himself in front of ladies? B- not before locking the door. Oh, he locks them in. He locks them in. And then pleasures their hotel room. That's even worse. And exposes himself. Oh, he's so, a bad egg. All round bad egg. Yeah. Both looks like one from his lack of hair <laughs> and is one by his moral character or he's lack a, thereof. He's a bearded bad egg. Yes, he's a bearded bag, uh, bag egg. <laughs> baguette. Cool. Bearded baguette. Bearded baguette. Um, yeah, the poster you're talking about is the n- one of the new promotional uh, posters for Justice League. It is extremely reminiscent of work that Alex Ross did for the 90s run Kingdom Come, Kingdom Come? Uh, mm. and also Justice he did two major titles for them in the 90s um, he's very famous because his superheroes are exceptionally realistic Yeah, they don't have deltoids on on okay. deltoids on deltoids they're oh, not okay. they're not stacked superheroes they are very much anti-Leafield um, and they kind of have the traditional physique of 
50s Hollywood stars where yeah. it's, it's it's a bit fat it's it's not yeah it's they're not trim mm-hmm. they're bulky people they're heavy like Superman looks like he's a, a, a weightlifter a traditional weightlifter like, or a circus strong man yeah a man that doesn't really have to push himself but is in excellent physical condition like me yeah, like yourself like thanks. yourself Michael. thanks Bill. not like yourself I am feeling a bit rough today so that <laughs> so that'll help appreciate that um, yeah but it's I think it's a bit sneaky, Michael. I think it's. I think it's very. Hold on, let me do an overly dramatic question. In what sense do you think it's sneaky? Well, in the sense that I think they are intentionally evoking what is an iconic image from their back catalogue, right? And they're trying to apply it to something that may not be as iconic. But that's that's not sneaky, Ben. That's called marketing. It's marketing, but and I don't like it. Advertising. Sorry, I forgot that advertising is just sneaky. Do you like the poster though? It's quite a nice poster. I really like His it. His likeness is astoundingly good mm-hmm. and they all look proper. Yeah. I prefer the look of them in poster form than I do in the clips that I've watched. <laughs> I really don't like the shaped Batman eyebrows that oh. I've seen on Batfleck. Mm. I saw an interview today with, with Ben Affleck asking him what he thought of the term Batfleck. And what did he say? And I think he finds it less annoying than Benifer. So, <laughs> you know, it seems to be always him. That's fair enough. Uh, I like the poster. If yeah. the movie is good, I think we should get it for the tiny room. It's a nice poster. Yeah. I completely agree. It's up there. Go on. I do have one small criticism, though. The needless insertion of their various logos is very annoying in the font. Oh, I hadn't noticed Unite that. to save the world. Oh, and then, yeah. Uh, world has the Wonder Woman W. Save has the Superman S. Uh the unite to save one of them one of them has the f for flash so it's not unite to save the world it's something else but anyway it's unite something along to those, safe the world but you can't save the world alone or something like that i, so, I don't know but there's no w in that world unite oh, to yeah. save. see i'm very i'm very don't Ill. don't save the world alone or something. anyway each one has been shoehorned into the text and it's quite jarring with the traditional poster like it would work really well with just Justice League and that oil painting mm. but then they have this white kind of it's very messy it's like when um, it's like when something isn't formatted properly you you have this oh, peeve as well like that. yeah it's, it kind of looks like that it's mm. like oh they just shoved everything in I don't like that yeah no didn't like it at all but otherwise good poster slightly sneaky but it's marketing we I, might be able I to forgot get, we might be able to get one without the logo on it I'm sure we could wouldn't be surprised I'm sure we could because I'd like to get the Thor one without the logo on it as well yeah Speaking of Thor, the lovely men at Dublin City Comics put aside a Thor art book. Aye, you did very well this week. I know, it was lovely. Yeah. Well, I still have to pay. Uh, well, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're running the business, mate. Yeah, but uh, no, it's, it's very nice. It's very nice. It's yeah, it looks lovely. I, I got very jealous while browsing Instagram mm-hmm. today because I saw Andy Park do a little, uh, little flick through. He's doing a live video this evening oh, um, where this he evening. and his team go through it with you. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move yeah, on. Fair enough. Uh, we're, oh, we're moving on to our most popular segment. Oh, fuck. Our most popular, least That's popular two. segment. That's two. Hold on, give me a clean edit so I can insert this uh, this team news again. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> uh, the Inhumans. <laughs> Benjamin. It, it's over. Yeah. Thank God. Uh so what do you want to know? Uh, it's, it's, I, it I rem- don't want to know anything. It remained dreadful. Yeah. Um, there was a very silly ending about uh, Maximus not stopping the destruction of Atalan out of either spite or incompetence. It was very strange. Atalan's destroyed. What? Yeah, it's destroyed. They're all back on Earth now. Um, 
Black Bolt spoke. Oh, we had a proper little... He said, goodbye, brother. Did he... Uh, did, did he... He knocked the facade off a building. Oh, I thought he vaporised him. No, no. He I just thought he did a parent trap. No, he locked him on a... He locked him in a bunker on the moon. Oh. Uh, Gorgon came back. He's oh. a bit angry. His powers now seem to revolve around boots. Because they've completely given up on the hooves. Putting them on. Not taking them off. Dreadful. Uh, Crystal remains too skinny. And... Too- Crystal, blonde. Was she, was she quite? No, I remember her, but was she too skinny in the... In the was she quite a slim lady? Well, well, all comic characters are slim ladies. They are. But both the Marvel and the DCU cinematic universes have generally avoid casting super slim. Like Scarlett Johansson isn't the slimmest lady She's in the world. She's curvaceous. She's a delightful lady. Uh, yeah. Gal Gadot put on a bit of weight for... Really? Um, yeah. Um, mm. Who else? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is not a stick figure. Uh, but all of the ladies... In, in agents of, agents of Inhumans, are just unbelievably thin. I worried mm. for them. Okay. I, I think so. Just to be clear, just to clarify mm-hmm. on behalf of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, because I can feel a social justice warrior rant coming on from somebody. We're not we're not skinny shaming. No. This is out of genuine concern for their health and a lack of diversity in casting. Casting, like not in the sense of like one of them is Wyan. And okay. three are white. But it's a lack of diversity in casting of body types. They're all about the same height. They're all about the same weight. Do you... Weight. <laughs> They're all... Oh, my voice. Do you think it reflects the narrow-minded view of the pedant who produces the show? Yes. Yeah. I bloody hate it. Yeah. Funnily enough, there was a trailer for um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh-huh. Looks great. In, in that you still like it and... They're, they're in, is they're in space compared to Inhumans by comparison. Well, yes, but they're in space. The Kree are there. Ooh. Yeah, they get kidnapped by the Kree. There's Ooh. spaceships. Spaceships on a TV budget. Uh, there's this weird, unnecessary knockoff of Star Lord, which if is it Corsair? I, we don't have a name yet. Oh, he hasn't Drex given... or something like that. It might be a new character. But oh, he, he, I don't like that. he has a robot mask and a red jacket. Ah, here now. And I think rocket boots. It's bonkers ah, here now. it's like I, I'm tentatively going to place a chip on the table and say Corsair but um, well, yeah, well, we might get very, isn't Corsair a mutant though but he's a space mutant oh it's Scott Summers' father yeah but Fox will own the rights to him mm. at least until the merger yeah that's the silver lining of, of the, the tragedy of Inhumans yeah but we're going to talk about that next week oh sorry okay. yeah. <laughs> back in my box back in your box got so excited uh, it looks good though yeah it looks like it looks It looks good it looks there's creed there's spaceships uh, there's banter it looks much better than Inhumans banter. I'm glad it's back uh, Ben yes it's time for our third most popular segment mm-hmm. alright yeah mm-hmm. it's you it's you why would you do that I don't know, uh, is what it's called. Uh, this involves uh, a very popular t- television show at the moment, Michael. Oh, I thought I knew what this was. I don't know what this no, is. No, 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 I don't. Oh, it's Stranger Things oh. 2. Oh. Uh, it involves that, I have to say, mm-hmm. I'm up to episode 9. Mm-hmm. not fully caught up. It's quite no, busy it's only 9 week. episodes. No, I'm, I'm at the beginning of episode 9. They've, uh, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Yes. They've, they've just right. been reunited, uh, Eleven and Mike. Oh, I lovely. just shared their little moment. She came lovely. back all goth. Yeah, Boyd and stuff. Yeah, very good. Um, I skipped episode seven controversially. I I skimmed through it very quickly. How interesting! Um, because I heard that it's just very. Ah, uh, give it a watch. Against, I uh, know I watch it 
after I was very intrigued by the the sub the premise the the, the initial premise of the, the characters that I actually like and I'm invested in mm. um, but anyway two slight moments of for overall good series yeah I like you're it you're right higher stakes yeah maybe a little bit over troped they're going pretty heavy on the 80s stuff this time like the psychotic yeah it's not set in the 1980s it's set in the 80s the 80s that people from the 80s remember fondly yeah. through a thick fog of nostalgia with an exclamation point yeah and I'm from neon. the 80s you're, you're from with, with, yeah you are yeah no I am so why did that take you so long to process <laughs> I don't know caught me off guard. Um, no my uh, two two slight why would you do that yeah. first thing opening episode of that season is the Chicago offspin where you see your one user powers why not put that in episode 7 at the start why did we have to build intrigue towards her and never mention her again oh. until episode 6 okay yeah okay so that's a slight plot point slight. the other thing is pet peeve demi-dogs I liked it no you didn't no. like the name or the, the no no the I have no problem with the name the name actually fits the whole thing of the thing where the kids mm-hmm. come up with the name for the month like that pretty good I like the way Dustin has to defend his shitty naming of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dustin kind of a dick this season yeah um, but um, kind of didn't like the demi-dogs they're a smaller more killable version of the demi-gorgon yeah. I don't like when sequels and stuff take a really powerful character from the initial phase and then suddenly turn it into something that's easily defeatable. Oh. It's a pet peeve. Oh. I think it's lazy. How? Um, what? Why not just have them uh, be full-on demigorgons? Now, I get it. The virus uh, adapted and produced something more. No, that was it wasn't. That was just a... It was a developmental stage. They all would become demigorgons in time. Ah, okay. Then I'm completely in the wrong here. No, but no. I, it's, it doesn't matter the, the pseudoscience behind why it happened. You're mm-hmm. right that they replaced the, the main bad guy yeah, with a they smaller... they gave it a smaller, easily more killable... Yeah. Uh, larger group thing. How um, do you feel about the film Aliens? Yeah, you see, I didn't like that either. Because that's it's, the grandfather of that yeah, concept. it's lazy. It isn't. It is. Well, maybe because Aliens did it for... Are you calling Aliens lazy? Or no, Aliens have? was... Come on, you can't, can't call Aliens lazy. Come on. No, they'll get you. They'll get you, yeah. Uh, no, I just thought... Call I just racist. don't like it. Personally, I don't like it when you take something that was very powerful uh-huh. in the original, like a serious... Like, town-ending threat. Like the alien in the first Aliens? Yes. The first Alien. And you shrink-ray them into tiny little merchandisable versions of themselves. Oh, yeah, that's what it was? I don't think that's exactly what it was, but I'm sure it helped when they were like, oh, we could sell little dart dogs. Nah, it was Alien. Oh, it's definitely Alien. Sorry, that's what I mean by over-troped. Like, everything is 80s exclamation mark to the max. How do you feel about Tremors 2? I've never watched Tremors. I, I'm aware of them. You haven't seen Tremors? No, not really. You haven't seen the first Tremors? No. Oh, oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, podcast cancelled. Let's go watch Tremors. <laughs> I won't have to talk for two hours. My sore throat. That would be much better for yeah, you today. That would be amazing. Let's, let's watch Tremors. Okay, bye okay. everyone. See you next bye. week. See you next week. It's time for Tremors. Um, so what did you think of Tremors there while we watched it? <laughs> there was no Tremors. No. It's a lie. It's a farce. Um, but yeah, Moving from there, though, yeah, I think one. Dart was a very interesting concept. I didn't. Um, I think he's a needless subplot in some parts, but it was an interesting thing of nature versus nurture. Oh, it was a little. Oh, little, we're going down this little, road, little, are little, we? Little touch of that. This is a thorny path. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not weighing in on it. I'm no, just saying it, it definitely touches on that theme of. Do you think if Dustin was kind enough to it and raised it properly, would it have turned out? No, but it let them go. Oh shite! 
You just spoiled the end. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. No, it's very minor. It's very minor. It's fine. I know. I'm I'm not invested in it. I I completely forgot. It's a very minor point in the final confrontation. Okay, again, spoilers. Too late now. But (laughs) yeah, they it traps them, and And then he gives the uh, uh, whatever the chocolate bar is the nougat. Baby Ruth. Oh. No, it's not Baby Ruth. Is Baby Ruth, Ruth is from the Goonies. Good uh, but he, he gives it whatever the chocolate bar is. I think it's the Three Musketeers. Yeah, I think it is. And he gives it that and it lets them pass. That's the payoff of the plot. Boo. But it's fine. Why would you do that? Thank you for tying up my segment nicely. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also... I was thinking about this. Season 3 is going to be tricky because they have so many characters to find things for them to do didn't really care for Max or Psychotic Brother who's Max oh the girl yeah she was yeah, bit she's just there to add tension between fails fails the Bechdel test not that the Bechdel test is anything great but uh, does she yeah. she never talks to Eleven about anything other than the boys no nope. there aren't many female characters I don't think she show. talks all that much to Eleven I think they... she really only talks to Lucas and Dustin yeah because <laughs> Eleven doesn't talk much yeah hmm um yeah. Anyway, I think Joyce is the only major. major oh no, there's Nance, but she's Nancy. she's just again she's kind of a tension plot yeah. between Steve. Poor Steve. Steve's great though. Steve. Oh, he's great. He he turned into one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but he gets he gets real downgrade to Jonathan Byers in this one. He just gets, yeah, but he'll be all right. He's Steve. He's, he's Steve. He's got magnificent hair. Yeah. Thanks to Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. It turns out. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's, let's move on. Moving along from there. Um, since Dart, uh, I thought, was interesting as a mini offspring version of things, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're going to talk about this week. All right. Uh, Michael, pop culture's obsession right. with dangerous offspring. Oh. Mm. That's what we're going to talk about this week, Michael. What's an offspring? Uh, offspring is progeny, which doesn't help because those are two strong terms. Yeah. Is it progeny or progeny? Progeny. Progeny, thank God. <laughs> uh, that would have been early for retraction. Um, but uh, yeah, it's any, it's a form of lineage. It's a can I just, son or a daughter. Can I just interrupt you there? Yeah. I don't think you should have to do a retraction if you just mispronounce something. It's only when you it's give us false retraction. information. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just mispronouncing a word. Yeah, Everyone does that. that. I, I do... I do that all the time. Uh, hyperbole. Hyperbole. I, I can't pronounce it. Mm, you do. You do have a trouble with with it's superior half cones. No, <laughs> not things. no. See, <laughs> it's the word. The word is hyperbole. It's hyperbole. <laughs> Talk about children. Um, yeah, so basically, um, I'm kind of interested in... Babies. Well, we, we got this, we actually got this idea from, from somebody else. Yeah, um, Dr. Jim. Yeah, Dr. Jim um, was chatting to Michael one of the days mm-hmm. and, and mentioned that comic books seem to be oddly, oddly obsessed with the idea of child versions of established heroes. Right. Who are, if not more powerful than a serious threat to... Those mm-hmm. superheroes. So either evil or incredibly yeah. powerful. Evil or overpowered. Right. Do we, are we going to talk about them? Yeah, I think we are. Who wants to go first? Uh, well, I, I took a look at, at some precedents set up in in other forms of pre-pop culture stuff. All right, hit me. Uh, just general culture. So there's a ton of it in uh, mythology. 
of course the concept of terrifying children is all over yes mythology. Benjamin this a, is why you're on the podcast yeah, this is why I'm on the podcast this is um, and your access to a microphone and computer yeah you need the equipment <laughs> you need the equipment <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> well it's alright you're sick I'm going to let it pass yeah. but Kronos exactly uh, who was a titan yeah. um, and all uh, and the original one in the Greek pantheon uh, well he's the predecessor to the Greek pantheon mm-hmm. uh, gave birth to a number of children and fearing reprisal from those children or rather being having his power usurped but by them. why why did he fear the reprisal from them it's not really 100% oh is it okay yeah. why is it because he had killed his father oh there was oh it was legacy yeah. it's doomed to repeat sin so, of the father exactly oh, he man. had killed his father so he sorry Who to step on your father? bit oh, Uranus I think oh, okay. Uh, he had killed his father, and so therefore feared his children killing him. Oh, anxiety! Yeah, anxiety. he had killed his father because his father had imprisoned his siblings, who were the Cyclops. No, not I, think Cyclops. It, I think yeah, you're right. Been, I yeah. think it's the Cyclops. But and, then uh, he did a one-two with the old Cyclops as well. Then he freed them, and then he kind of yeah. sidelined them as well. Yeah, he was a yeah, real piece really, of work that Kronos. Bad egg. But anyway, he had some kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, what would you eat when you're peckish, Michael? Children. <laughs> Good. Yes. Then you and Kronos would have a lot to talk about over a beer. Because <laughs> uh, that's what he did. He put them all inside his, his belly mm-hmm. until one, one, one child was squirreled away. Mm-hmm. Zeus, mm-hmm. who would later become the, the head of the Greek pantheon. Yeah. Um, and he freed them. Freed mm-hmm. them. Formed an alliance with the old Cyclops. Yeah. They'd been sidelined. The old Johnny One-Eye. Old Johnny One-Eye. <laughs> And got to work and he freed all his siblings. Oh, no, that's not great, is it? They overpowered... Johnny One-Eye means something else. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> they overpowered Kronos, anyway, with um, Johnny One-Eye. With Jimmy one <laughs> Not with... Oh, never mind. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to lower. Um, but, yeah, so, um, took it back. Um, it's also very, very apparent in the... Uh, oh, Norse pa- pantheon. Yeah, go on. Uh, Loki's children are the ones that cause Ragnarok. Bunch of bad eggs. Yeah, Fenris, uh, Jorgamund, and Hela. Uh, Hela. Mm. They all band together and they cause the end of all gods. Yeah. Um, and Loki, technically being the son of frost giants, is an adopted son. Is an adopted son. So it's it's it doesn't always mean blood relative. Sometimes yeah. it means overall stuff. There's also hundreds of examples in literature itself. King Lear. Anything Shakespearean, a lot of fear of sons. Do you think and Shakespeare ate his children? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. William Shakespeare um, was actually Cronus. Oh. Yeah, he's an immortal being. Oh. And he's standing right behind you. Ah! <laughs> Luckily, like, you're not his child. It's like a Doctor Who plot. Probably off the It's a Doctor Who plot. It's actually an alien. Every single cool mythological concept we've ever come up with as a human being is an alien. It's actually Because human beings are morons and they can't come up with stuff all their own. Okay. Sorry, that's a why would you do that for Doctor Who. Um, and Thor. And, and yeah, ooh, yeah, shit, never mind. You liked Thor, didn't you? I did like Thor. Yeah. In fact, you ah, said yeah, that, got me. that was one of your favourite things you about me. Thor. Yeah, caught me. You, know, you, you got me, you got me, you wrapped me up in my own words um, yeah um, so there's lots of precedent for it and then of course it was the foundation for all the pseudo psychology you ever get hit with go on uh, when you mention something uh, Sigmund Freud oh, what had a, what a um, yeah had the um, well it's not really pseudo psychology it's actual psychology it's just not yeah but it's just it's not sorry it's, it's not it doesn't really have any basis in scientific fact yeah um, there's Ooh. nothing that well it can't be okay how am I going to phrase this? I don't know. It's not quantifiable. All right. Yeah. Well, if you're talking about it being scientific, it has to be 
repeatable mm-hmm. and predictive. It's not. And predictive is where psychology often falls down. Mm. Because you can look back on someone's life and say, this guy's a psycho sure. because his dad ate all his siblings. Ooh, but you nice. can't say... I know. <laughs> I know, look, Ben, it's not my first rodeo. Uh, you've ruined my flow, though. But Sorry. anyway. <laughs> uh, you can look at... I have to do the gag again. <laughs> you can look at someone and say, this guy's a psycho and his dad ate all his siblings. But you can't look at someone whose dad has eaten all their siblings and then say, this person will definitely be a psycho. Ah, That's nice. one of the big issues with psychology. Although, this, how, how has this become the science podcast? We're, Sorry. Well, we're, it affects what it's we relevant. do. It's relevant. It's relevant. And as we're moving into neuroscience mm-hmm. or neuroscience and we're analysing the brain, more and more it's becoming predictive. And Yeah, because Jim Fallon, that kind of thing. Who's Jim Fallon? Professor Jim Fallon. He's the one who does all the brain scans on psychopathic bloodlines. Oh, um, from Mindhunter. Not that guy. No. Oh. But a uh, very similar field of work. Um, he does a lot of brain scans of people who have had psychopath, psychopathic parents or grandparents or, or something like that. And when you measure different brains at different levels, um, he can find abnormalities that signify... Psychopathy, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's malicious psychopathy mm. or uh, just high levels of psychopathy. Mm. So it's not entirely. No. Anyway, sorry, Eatable Complex is what we were getting at. Oh, yeah. Um, he founded the whole Eatable Complex. Eatable where, Complex. Uh, where the do- or the Electric Complex, depending on which no. sex you choose. I said Eatable Complex. Because oh. he ate the children's wish. Eatable. Um, yeah, so you either kill your father, yeah. shag your mother, yeah. or kill your mother, shag your father. Yeah. Oh. Take your pick. Shag your mother. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it was the foundation of all of that. It has Sorry. been largely debunked, or not disproven, but largely undermined yeah, as an actual way of analysing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all over comic books. Because mm, a lot of comic book writers come from that era. Yeah, exactly. The most famous ones. A lot of those original ones would have had tense family relationships, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> like you when your parents listen to this podcast. <laughs> To, no, it's to, that's just a succession of my father shaking his head when he drinks whiskey. <laughs> um, right, let's. Shall we talk about? I, I I can't categorically state that these were this was the first child of comic books. It almost certainly wasn't. Hmm. But uh, I thought it would be a nice place to start by talking about Franklin Richards. Ah, oh, part of Marvel's first family. It, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Franklin Excellent Richards is a really interesting one. I'll do a little summary. Yeah, uh, probably the best name about Franklin Richards is Reed and Sue. Reed Richards and Sue Storm, they got yes. married. Yes. And they had normal adult relationship. As as normal adults yeah. too. And a couple of years later, in comic book time and real world time, oh. Sue became pregnant. Wonderful. Yeah. And she was pregnant in the comic books for about two years. It's a long mm. long gestation. Because comic well, because comic no, it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the how comics are published. I think it was a cosmic ray thing. No, no, not at all. But anyway, she gave birth to a baby. A baby? A tiny baby boy called Franklin, named after her grandfather. Oh. Um, and the reason Stan Lee, I'm doing inverted commas, probably wasn't him. I can imagine who it probably was. Yeah. The reason Stan Lee says it was a great idea was that they would have him grow up in real time and they could kind of tease over the years uh, what his powers might turn out to be. Okay. So that's what they kind of did. They started yeah, yeah. him off that way. He was getting more powerful. He was showing signs of signs of things. powers. Then they they bloody marvelled it. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. And then he became the most powerful psionic being on the planet in the universe. Oh. Yeah. Possibly. Was that Hickman? No, no. He this just is, took the idea and ran with it. This is the 70s and 80s. Uh, he, he He artificially aged himself and became three or four different versions of himself in the future called Avatar and oh. another one. What was the other one called? Star something. Sounds very marvelly. Yeah, and then he came back oh. and wanted and realised he wasn't mature enough so he de-aged himself back to a baby. What? Yeah, and then he joined the Power Pack. What's which, the Power Pack? Superhero babies, superhero toddlers. Oh Jesus! A group Christ. of superheroes—you've never heard of the Power Pack? No, thankfully. They're, they're superhero toddlers. Okay. And he he joined them. Uh, then he has a sister, Valeria, who is also a mutant. She's not as powerful, good, uh, but she's very intelligent. She's at least as intelligent as Reed. She's a Reed. Yeah. She, well, she's at least Reed level. Hmm, at least, possibly more. What do they call them in Marvel? Because they call them level intellects in. DC. They say you're an eighth level or a twelfth level or a thirteenth level. In Marvel, they like doing, they like ranking you. They have the eight most intelligent men on the planet or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Because Amadeus Cho is either the eighth or the ninth. Mm. So that's how they like ranking them, and they they don't rank Valeria because she hasn't fully developed yet, so they can't say. Intelligence works. Can't rank. (laughs) No, you can. Comic books, you can. (laughs) (laughs) So Franklin is a great. I'm sure you remember. Heroes Reborn? Yeah. So in Heroes Reborn, uh, the evil side of Magneto's personality and Charles Xavier's personality Onslaught. merged together and created Onslaught. And they essentially destroyed the world. But then the th- heroes all teamed up to stop them. Yeah, because that's but what heroes do. Most of the most popular heroes were killed. Oh, no. I'm doing a winky face, though. Oh, sorry, I missed the wink. Because they got a fate worse than death. Because <gasps> Franklin... Reprints? No, <laughs> even worse than reprints. Franklin saved them by putting them into a bubble universe Ugh. drawn by Rob Liefeld. Oh, God, that is a fate worse than death. Yeah, not great. Um, just promise me we're not in a bubble verse drawn by Rob Liefeld. I don't know. Because we wouldn't know. Let's I'm sure all the characters look normal to each other. Uh, like our, yeah. our feet look pretty normal. They're, very, they're fairly unpleasant. Let me see your deltoids. Ah, they're, they're below average <laughs> tiny, at best. Tiny yeah. deltoids. Rob Liefeld has had nothing to do with this. <laughs> uh, so the interesting thing about Franklin and Valeria, Fantastic Four were the first family, with Sue and Sue sure. and Reed as the mum and dad, and Johnny as the son, essentially, although yeah. he was her brother. And, yeah, but he was a kid. And Ben as the gruff uncle. But then... Introducing the kid kind of changed that a little nice bit. Nice sitting night, and we had Uncle Johnny and Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Not old one-eyed Johnny, just Uncle Johnny. <laughs> old Johnny one-eyed. So yeah, that's that's my first one. Uh, nice. And Franklin obviously falls into the category of terrifyingly powerful. Yes, he's a reality shaper, isn't he? He's, By the end of it, he can... He's the ultimate reality shaper. He is one of the only beings that Celestials consider on a power with them. Uh, oh. Celestials, look... Don't That's get ridiculously into, overpowered. Don't get into Celestials. Yeah, it's not worth it. But the Celestials considered him for membership. Oh! Mm. They're going to make him an L. Cele- Celestial. Make him? Ask him to be? I don't, I don't know. know. I didn't, I didn't realise it was a members-only club. I don't think anyone really knows. I Some think, I think, yes, I think they just decide what to do. Yeah. As Who did you pick? As they go. Um, I am a fan of DC, as you know. So yeah. um, I'm going to stick to DC. Um Batman probably has one of the most interesting relationships when it comes to legacy and sons. 
Yeah, Robin. Because he's had about six of them. Um, which isn't an exaggeration. I think I can actually name six of them. There's Go on. Nick Grayson, uh, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, um, Carrie O oh, from Dark Knight Returns. Fisher. Carrie you sly dog um, and the one that I'm going to talk about is, is Damien Wayne oh, um, the bad egg son the bad egg son who is literally made of his genetic material that's what all um, children are made of no but sorry I should say um, ill-gotten genetic uh, material that's what all babies uh, are made of <laughs> crafty <laughs> you wordsmith you cunning wordsmith um, no um Way back in the 70s, yeah, when Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams were writing Batman, mm-hmm. um, Batman... Are they the Green Arrow guys? They're the Green Arrow guys. Oh, I made a mistake. I actually have a Ben's retraction there very, very quickly. Oh, I said Dick Giordano uh, in last week's podcast. It's Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams who wrote those, not Dick Giordano and oh. Neil Adams. It's Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. That's a quick retraction. My apologies for that one. The theme um, music for that. I didn't have time. I, didn't, I, I only remembered it there. Okay. Um, I think the important thing is that we retract yeah not the pizzazz with which we retract and the quicker you retract the less likely you are to have your genetic material stolen yeah illicitly um, <laughs> so what happened was way back in the Carrie the, Kelly the 70s Carrie Kelly thank you very much um, 70s um, Batman had a, a little scrap with Raish Al Ghul oh we're going um, with Raish yeah he, he won who did uh, Batman Okay, Batman he often came does. out on top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not in the subsequent uh, little tryst with his daughter Talia. Oh, uh, he was drugged. Oh no, he was drugged. Oh bloody Bill Cosby. Yeah, exactly. Bill Cosby. He, she Cosby him. She Cosby him. Or just in general, Hollywooded him. I think we can now use that term <laughs> yeah. with with no consequence. Oh. Yeah, 2017 is a bit grim. Yeah. Go on anyway. Yeah. Can talk, uh, continue talking <laughs> about this lighthearted rape. <laughs> It was a lighthearted rape. Um, it spurred a large amount of debate about um, whether or not, um, for some, for many, sorry, many years later, mm-hmm. uh, when DC rebooted New Fifty Two mm-hmm. and thing, Batman is one of the few characters that kept his entire history oh. intact. Oh. So there was a little bit of controversy when this happened because you're you're expected to believe that Batman's entire history happened took place in, in the space years. of about. Three maybe to five years, okay, which is a lot of, it's a lot, a lot of stuff. So anyway, but hold on, sorry. What about when he had adventures with other characters? Apparently, they still happened. No, they reckoned his relationship with Superman, right? But his his kind of traditional stories, Long Halloween, right, um, other things like that. They they all stayed intact. Mm. Um, which is really unusual. He's one of the few characters that managed to keep his whole canon. Even Superman uh, got it taken away from mm. him. He lost Lois Lane in New 52. Oh, no. Um, and Wonder Woman took her place. Good and then Wonder that was retconned in Rebirth. So it's all very confusing. I hate reboots. Um, but anyway, in the New 52... Is that why you hated Gorgon? Because... He oh, cause, his, oh my god he put his boots back oh on oh my goodness we're done with Inhumans it's finished oh, we can let it go mm. we can let it go now I'll miss it um, I won't <laughs> um, so later he finds out that Talia took his seed mm-hmm. um, that's what she calls it not me um, and she had a, a baby but she didn't carry it to term herself she uh, developed the 
I'm going to get this wrong. Fetus? It is a fetus. In Embryo? Its Embryo. Yeah. And she grew it in a tank. She had oh. her father's top scientists develop it into a Evil genetically scientists. perfect version of the two of them. Mm. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit of... Uh, there's a little bit of eugenics. Nazi eugenics going on. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of stuff like that. Anyway, he is born Damien Wayne mm-hmm. at 11 years old. He's artificially he's aged. Born at 11. Oh, he's taken out of the tank for the first time when he's like eight, I think, and then he's he's brought up to date that way. Um, and he's does he have a belly button? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. We should check. That's interesting, isn't mm. it? Um, so. He is the equal of his father at that age. Right. So he's highly talented, um, highly skilled, uh-huh. very intelligent, very uh, gifted, strategically speaking. Um, but one key difference is he's been taught to kill by his mother. That's very interesting because they've, they've assumed that all of those things are genetic. Hmm. Who says being a strategist is genetic? I think comics do. Or being able to fight his genetic... I think comics do. That's very interesting, Ben. Yeah, I think comics do. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. He's he's a bit of a... Anyway, he's interesting because he challenges all of Batman's ideals. He is basically his worst nightmare for Robin before Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came back and did all that. It opened up a lot of serious questions about whether or not Batman was raped. I don't know why... There was so much debate about it. Because he but was? It, it really... I think he was. For like, sure. He, he was Rohitnald and then had, had, he, she had her way with him. Yeah. Um, and there was a whole... There was a rake of things. And the main criticism mm-hmm. was that a lot of people thought that Batman couldn't be raped. <laughs> because he was Batman. He would so been, it wasn't. <laughs> he would have been prepared. <laughs> he has, a, he has a, an, an ever condom. Based upon him. Bizarre. So that that was the hilarious thing about it for me. I remember reading it and just being like, not like it would open up an interesting debate about whether or not you know male rape is a thing, whether it's featured or whatever. But no, what they had an issue with was no, Batman's too prepared to be raped. Isn't isn't that a, a male fear though of a woman? Keep oh. surreptitiously keeping your seed. Rape doesn't happen to me. No, no, not rape. I'm not talking about rape. No, no, Mick. But uh, I'm saying... Will they go fishing through the bin for your condom? Or they just keep it in a little secret compartment inside their body or whatever. Like a bee. The the vagina glove box. Oh! <laughs> oh, no! That's one of the worst things I've ever heard. But yes, essentially. That is not what we are calling this episode. Yes, that There's is. no way YouTube allows to have that. Mm. Um... Yeah, I think that is a fear. But he's very interesting, and he tests Bruce's, or Batman's, um, resolve quite a bit. He often goes against his orders. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really, really interesting. Grant Morrison did kind of an Elseworlds version of him where he takes over. As Batman. As Batman, Mm -hmm. but he makes a deal with the devil and sells his soul. He becomes a supernatural kind of Batman. A spooky Batman. Um, And he does what his father never could do. He murders all his villains before they... Reared, you know, before they reared their ugly heads. Yeah, and he tries not to do that in this kind. So it's it's a really interesting concept. Um, so yeah, Damien Wayne is is my pick for that. He is. I'm going to talk about Invincible. Have you seen the Invincible? I've read the Invincible. I think there was a TV show. I think uh, MTV tried it. Didn't MTV it? did a motion comic. Essentially, didn't, it didn't go right. Uh, no, uh, Invincible. It's very good. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's a Robert Kirkman. Kirkman. And as you know, Robert Kirkman, very good writer. Mm. Very good at building his own little worlds and universes. He's a great world builder. Yeah. Don't really rate him when you give him an established universe. 
Um, a lot of the time, what he does has to be undone at the end of his run. Oh, really? Yes. Did he hit the reset? Yeah, uh, pretty commonly. Anyways, uh, Ultimate X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga. Yes. Uh, she were, just resets everything. Yeah. Uh, Apocalypse turns out to be, or Mr. Sinister turns out to be Apocalypse. No, he's the vessel for Apocalypse or something, something like that. Some, anyway. I think Mr. Sinister is supposed to have a split personality and they're just... And one of them is Apocalypse. One of them is Apocalypse. But then she just completely undoes him in a split second and resets the universe. Or something. Who cares? Look, it was when the Ultimates start getting bad anyway. Yeah, there was that. So Invincible is good because uh, it's it's generally pretty self-contained. And it has followed the life of this young man, uh, Mark Grayson. From... Teenaged him from teens to teens, probably in his 30s? mid no mid twenties now. Say. Early to mid twenties. Was it real time? Did they real time him? In so much as you can with comics, yeah. Because sometimes you wait two months and then the, the sure. issues happen back to back. Sure. So anyway, uh, oh, I fell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for shaking the mic. Sorry, I'm, I'm very sorry. Very tired. Um, he has a lady friend, the lovely Adam Eve, mm. with her delightful red hair. Mm. And she wears a nice pink outfit. She does. And they, he, he gave her the old business, the old, the old, the old Johnny One Eye, Johnny One Eye <laughs> treatment, but consensually. And they, she became pregnant with his baby, a baby, a lovely baby. And then a bad man came and ripped her leg off. Bad man, not Batman. No, not Batman. A bad man came and ripped her leg off. And while she was having surgery to fix her leg, uh, she had to. Have, she had the baby. So then they had a baby. They called the baby Terra. Terra after Earth because they weren't Earth. living on Earth at the time. Were they? Well, they were starting to. Move oh, they off were in. They were yeah. in transition. Yeah. So it's good because it's really there's breastfeeding oh, between superheroics. Very there's, realistic. Yeah. Depictions of parenthood and superheroics. Yeah. There's like sore nipples. Mm. There's not being able to go to things. Excellent. There's like. Tensions about who's looking after the baby and who's being she a superhero. She puts on a lot of weight while she's pregnant. I yeah, think, doesn't no, she? I think she put on the weight before. I think she lost the weight when she was pregnant because she was converting the weight to feed the baby or something. She couldn't use her powers when she had the yes. baby. Yes, oh, when she was when she was pregnant, sure she yeah, couldn't because her her powers. Ah, that's what it was. She used to burn her powers because she burns calories when yes, she uses her powers. Exactly. And she stopped burning calories on a daily basis using her powers. She, she put on weight while she was pregnant. Yeah. That was it. And still very sexy though. Oh yeah. When she was a bit chubby. Oh yeah, we'll have we'll have none of that here, my friends. <laughs> all 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 comers. So anyway, the the kind of key turning point moment in the story of Invincible and Terra. Spoilers for Invincible, it's about three years I've old at this stage. Um Mark meets a, a weird uh, stringy alien thing. Oh, yeah. And the stringy alien thing kind of sends him back in time. Offers him a reboot. Yeah, basically offers him a reboot. And he goes back and he, I think he spends two or three issues in his own past stopping the problems that... Uh, stopping everything that went wrong in his life. Which is pretty good. Yeah, so his friends... He saves his friends who died. He stops his father from going on a rampage and killing sure. thousands of people. But good. at the end, the the stringy blob thing says, "Mark, I showed you how your life could be if you Dickinson. stay here, right? Exactly." And he says, "Do you want to stay? This can be permanent." And Mark says, "Oh well, look, it's nice and all that all those people didn't die, and my friends, but where's my daughter?" And then he undoes it. That 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 raises so many ethical do, questions. Do you think that's selfish? Never been a dad. Exactly, Ben. 
Never. Not that you know of. Never. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed. If you or anyone you know has had a child by me, <laughs> um, don't get in touch with the podcast. Yes, don't, um, no, don't. We're all good. Get in touch directly with me. That will be the best <laughs> way to handle it. And we'll do a surprise podcast where Ben meets his kids. Yeah. <laughs> Little two-eyed weirdos. <laughs> do another one. <laughs> I'm just enjoying that. Sorry. Um, back to DC. All right, because DC do an awful lot. I think DC oh, have. So, done... sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry for cutting across you. No, no problem. With Terra, we don't know yet if she's going to be evil or ridiculously powerful. Oh, my money's on ridiculously powerful because she's a world shaper like her mum. Her mum mm, can do. Well, maybe she might turn out to be a Vultramite, so she'll have Superman powers oh. and, and matter transmutation. Ma- oh, so she she could be terrifyingly powerful Goodness. or evil. Whatever. Goodness. We're never going to find out because they're going to wrap it up shortly. They've done a few terrible infant ones in that didn't they robot, robot and monster girl had a child and yeah. came back to terrorise yeah. them although oh no sorry robot girl didn't have a child or robot didn't have a child with monster girl monster girl had a child with an alien yeah uh, never mind sorry um, moving on from there um, I think when it comes to legacy and annoying offspring I think nobody does it quite as well as DC I think they they tend to do these things quite a bit there have been numerous examples throughout Marvel's history as well Marvel had that phase there in around 2009, where everyone had a child all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC have often done the same thing. Um, this is Superman. Be- this is becoming like those old ads where you're a DC and I'm a Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. Except well, we're both mildly negative about the things that we love. Yeah. Um, Sorry, carry on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Superman, mm-hmm. DC's mm, second most famous hero. I'm going to say Batman's Ooh. most. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, Could is, do a whole podcast that, about that. Fair is uh, yeah okay we can do a whole podcast about that sometime be a tough podcast for you though yeah I don't um, yeah um, he's had two serious contenders for legacy mm-hmm. one is Con L or Superboy mm-hmm. um, and the other is Jono Jono uh, that's what he's called I think it's Jono I'm not sure uh, but he's John Kent uh, in the the comics his alter ego is John Kent and I think he's Joan L is oh, his Jonel. Kryptonian name but a Jono I think is what his mother calls him so this uh, Connor Kent is a clone right um, taken from Superman yeah. and built in a similar way to the Bizarro process right except he's aged real time right so that the Bizarro process doesn't take effect apparently mm. what happens with the Bizarro process is when you try to advance uh, prematurely age them right they turn into bizarros, which is the big oh, white is that what that is? thing. I think that's the premise that they use in Currently. the comic. So, Connell disappeared in New 52. He's kind of been retconned back into Rebirth. Right. But, very interesting character. Used to fight crime in jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. Like t-shirt with a red mm-hmm. Superman symbol. Interesting character. Really struggled with his identity as a clone. Mm-hmm. Superman wanted nothing to do with him originally. If you want to see a really great version of him, check out Young Justice. Uh, being Good brought show. back by Netflix. Good show. Um, yeah. Interestingly, he kind of represents the absolute horror for Superman of having a more powerful child in that the other half of his DNA is made up of none other than Lex Luthor. Oh, two men. Lex Luthor. Oh, you're against that. No, I'm not at all. (laughs) Don't say those things, Michael. Um, That's terrible. No, I'm not. Here at the Michael and Benjamin's podcast, I fully support evil clones. (laughs) (laughs) And whatever they choose to do, as long as it's not in my face. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a really serious joke. Um, So, um, he goes berserk at the end of his kind of famous run. um, Has an L bashing of the Teen Titans, gives them all a knock around. Does he? um, Because... 
Lex Luthor brainwashes him uh, and turns out Lex Luthor has a little switch that makes him go berserk classic Lex Luthor classic Luthor uh, again that relationship is handled much better in the Young Justice cartoon um, go check it out it sounds almost like you would say that a lot of times comics are just uh, drafts of TV shows that's a very serious accusation mm. I think great comics surpass any medium that you adapt them into Alan Moore's thing on it you know like it's a comic book leave it as is mm. I think other times when it's like the generic weekly stories sometimes it is a first draft and when you get to do a second draft yeah, you get to time. decide what's good and, and what's not I, I think that's bit of time bit of distance fair, bit of time bit of distance bit of retrospective mm-hmm. hindsight 2020 all yeah. that jazz uh, the other one is Jono he's a relatively new character um, I think Batman has a, a son so it was kind of a cool idea to have um, Superman have a son Superman have a son because like, they had their own series called Super Sons no they didn't they do it's currently running no. as part of DC Rebirth no, um, I don't like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it's drawn by Jorge Jimenez or George Jimenez, but I'm assuming because he's of Spanish descent that it's Jorge Jimenez. Probably. Um, a very cool uh, drawer, kind of heavily influenced by manga, but does not a very realistic style. So he mm-hmm. has a very clean, kind of super good comic book style. Um, very nice, interesting, kind of like the Adventures of Batman and Superman light. Oh. Um, but they don't trust each other at all. Good. So there's there's none of that. So there's a lot of things where Damien is obviously not very naive. Jono is very naive. Mm. There's a lot of clashing between the two. They're learning from each other. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, he goes berserk in the middle of his run as well. And turns out there's a big mystery behind Jono and where he came from. And I think one day Lois realizes that she doesn't know who he is or something like that. She doesn't remember having him. Oh, basically. oh she's Lois's son. It's Lois and Clark. Oh. Yeah. So Wonder Woman disappeared. She was retconned right. in the Watchmen influencing the DC universe mm-hmm. crap. Um and uh, yeah, so he's around um we have to wait and see what becomes of, of Jono well. So he's a, a mystery still left to be Shall we uh, shall we retcon that to be the end of the podcast? Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go back and and, and reboot. <laughs> uh, All right, bye everybody. Uh, let us know uh, which comic children or offspring you like, and whether they are evil or terrifyingly powerful. Do let us know. Yeah, yeah. and we'll see you next week. See you next back week. In the tiny room. <laughs>